This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. Listen up, people. Okay, listen, listen close. I have some grievances I gotta air out there. I'm I'm hot right now. Okay, I'm fired up for nothing because I'm an idiot. Um, before we get to UFC, Denmark, Copenhagen, whatever you want to call it, Pickums, got a full card Pickums for you. Uh, I got some grievances there. Okay, full disclosure. I'm recording this a week before the pay per view. Today is the 20th, so the pay per view. Or excuse me, the fight night is the 28th. Uh, I'll be in Disney next week. So when you're listening to this, I'm at Disney sweating through shorts and socks and just barely hanging on. You'll be listening to this on Friday and your boy is going to be barely hanging on. Um, I, I made it though. Right. So think of me, send a prayer out. But, uh, so I'm doing this early. Oop, that, that snuck up on me. I apologize. That's gross. Probably should start over, but I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm hot right now. So, the lines might be a little, they might shift, fights might fall off, take it with you, with you. sorry, I, I can't record, I can't bring my stuff with me to Disney, best I can do, right? Let's get to the grievances. First off, this was one I wasn't even going to talk about, but I had to wait five minutes because the asshole across the street takes his motorcycle out every day, right, and revs it up in his driveway for a good 50 minutes before he takes off. He's gone 10 minutes. He comes back, he never has anything. There's no bag there's no whatever. Like he just drives around for ten minutes, but he revs it up in the goddamn driveway for fifty minutes. I'm sitting there like, okay, got to do a show here, pal. Uh, take that fucking Harley out, dude. Fuck out of here, man. All right. So the real grievance I have that that's one's real, but this is the one I was planning on talking about. So I'm a fucking idiot <clears throat> geek that uh, needs the newest stuff. I'm a kid, right? Thirty three year old little boy. Ordered the new iPhone, right? Last last Friday, 13th. Friday, 13th. I knew I shouldn't order on the 13th. Bad fucking luck. Bad juju. I haven't had an iPhone in two years. I used to get them every year, right? Ever since I got the iPhone, I've had every iPhone. I've had the first one all the way up. I'm an iPhone guy, Apple guy, whatever. I started getting a new phone every year starting around the six, right? And if you aren't an Apple guy and you don't want to listen to this, I understand. But listen, I'm so trapped in the ecosystem that I got. I'm, I'm trapped. So I used to get a new iPhone every year, right? Upgrade, get a new year. Upgrade. Every, the phone I had, the iPhone X, was the first generation of the, you know, they got rid of the button, essentially. I've had this for two years. This is the longest I've had a phone in app forever because when I was a kid and I would have flip phones before smartphones, I'd break them. I'd fucking snap them in half because I'm a fucking rage monster. So this is the longest I've had a phone. I've had it for two years. So I was like, you know what? The iPhone 11 Pro, whatever that that's good i'm gonna upgrade right that looks cool it's got the you know it's got cool cameras and stuff but you know it's just you know it, it, it you know i'm 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 bought in right i'm stuck so last friday i was up it's eight o'clock hop on my little app right pre-order started eight i got suckered in to getting the new color which i knew i shouldn't have the midnight green i love green green's my my favorite color um so they suckered me into that, which I know that's going to be the hot color. Everyone's going to fucking want it. I knew I'd have to wait longer to get it uh, if I got the green. But I said, you know, get the green, you know, because you're a fucking idiot. If I ordered anything off, I I would fucking it eat me up inside. So I got the green, got the middle, uh, the middle storage, whatever it is, 256 gigs, whatever the fuck. Order it, right? Boom. Send it through. Pending. 
Okay, pending cool. Uh you know, and you in when you upgrade, you know, you have an option to pay for it all in advance or not. I I do the monthly thing, right? So I did the I had to pay for the taxes and it being like 90 bucks. They gave you an upgrade fee or whatever the fuck it is. Of course they do. It's like $91. Nothing came out, right? Nothing came out off my off my credit card. I go, "Okay, cool." Pretty, you know, I've done this before. It's been 2 years, but I've done it before. So this week, right? I go, okay, so it went from pending the processing, haven't got charged yet at this point. This was earlier this week. This is like Wednesday. The delivery date still says 920. I go, okay, cool. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it Friday. Okay. But it still says processing and I'm in the shipping biz. I know how things work. And on Wednesday, I had no tracking information. I, I couldn't even, no label had been printed, whatever the case, you know, I'm, I'm fucking tracking this thing like a goddamn hawk. So come Thursday, when the day that I should have got tracking information, because if I'm getting it Friday, this is what this the fucking website says. If I'm getting it Friday, I should get tracking information on Thursday. I didn't. So typically on situations like this, when I order things via online and they come, you know, services, FedEx, UPS, whatever, I, uh, I'm in the biz. So when I think they're doing something wrong or they're just being lazy or whatever it is. I get on the horn. I get on the phone. I'm old school, right? And I've I flex that fucking muscle. I go, hey, I'm in the biz. Okay? I know that's how this works. I know you're fucking up. And I lay into them. And every time it works. Every time they're like, oh, you know, and then everything gets sorted out. Whatever I, the problem I had. Probably didn't have my problem. Just being an asshole. So Thursday, no tracking information. Still says processing. I go, okay. Haven't been, haven't been charged yet, right? They say we're only going to charge when it ships. So I get on the horn. Of course, I got to wait. I'm going to wait. Everyone's doing the same thing I'm doing, right? We're all idiots. We're all sheep. We're gonna, We're all We're all calling. Um, I get on the horn. I go, hey, and finally get a guy named Sean, right? And uh, I go, hey, Sean, listen, I'm, uh, I should have recorded it is what I should have done. I have the, I have the uh, means to do that. Anyway, I go, hey, Sean, um, I know you're getting bombarded with calls for the iPhone. I get it, right? My concern is, and not really concerned, but my thing is, is my, the website and the app, the My Verizon app, keeps saying 920 delivery date. Now, it is Thursday, 3, 4 o'clock. I have yet received tracking information. It still says processing. I haven't been charged. He goes, okay, let me look into that for you, right? And I'm super polite. I mean, I'm overly nice guy at this point, right? I didn't, I'm not going to flex my, I'm in the biz. I, I know how shipping works, right? I know FedEx's air port is in Nashville. I know UPS is in Louisville, right? I know how these things work. I know iPhones are coming from China. They'll probably land in Alaska and they'll either go, depending what ship, I don't even know what shipping service they're using. Depending what that, they'll go to Alaska and they'll go to Louisville. They'll go to Nashville. I know that, but I don't even know what shipping service I have at this point. So he gets on, he gets back on, he goes, oh, okay. So he starts explaining to me things that I already know. And I had to bite my tongue. I, I want to cut him off and be like, dude, I know you're not answering my question. So basically he said, the phone comes out on Friday. They're not going to get the phone till Friday. So it's going to ship Friday. And I go, okay. And again, super nice guy, fucking Ned Flanders right now. I go, okay, but Sean, you got to work with me here because my biggest thing is, is the website and the app are both saying it's going to be delivered, not shipped, delivered by the 20th. 
So that's why I'm calling because I haven't been charged yet and all this stuff and no tracking information. He goes, I understand. I've been getting a lot of calls about that, but it should say ship by the 20th. And I said, okay. And then I was like, I'm getting nowhere with this guy. Uh, I'm not going to keep just keep badgering him or whatever. I said, okay. So right before he gets off the phone with me, he goes, listen, I promise you. And I guarantee these are the two words he said. He said, I promise and guarantee that you will get tracking information on the 20th and you'll get the phone the 21st or the 23rd. The reason this is a big deal is because I'm going to be gone on next week. I have Austin watching my house for a week, but I'm going to be gone. I'm going to have a house that I'm going to have people popping in, but the phone needs to be signed for. I'm going to be in Walt Disney world three attempts. It goes back right now. Again, if it if it comes a certain shipping service, I'm gonna be okay. If it comes another one, if it comes postal, I'm gonna have to make a few phone calls in Disney World. I don't want to do that. I was hoping everything leading up to this point told me I was getting the phone today. Obviously, I'm sitting here talking to you. It's 5:20 on Friday the 20th, and I don't have the phone. So a uh, little ruffled by that, right? So I wanted to get it. Now, if I don't get it in these next two days, cool, right? Let me, don't fucking ship it out next week. I don't want to, I don't want to get it on fucking Monday. Ship it in. Like I'll wait till fucking the end of October. Let me just be home for it. So that's the problem we have. So he promised and guaranteed it. And I put that in the tickle of fire. I remembered his name, Sean. I know they record the conversations. So the plan was today, if I don't get tracking information by a certain time, I was going to call again. And then nice guy, Brian was going to go away and he was going to be, I'm in the biz, Brian. Uh, I didn't do that though. Um, I'm, I'm being a little ridiculous, but listen, like fries and get together, right? Oh, and then they charge me, right? That's another thing I forgot to bring up. So I can alert credit cards been charged $91 for Verizon. I go, okay, well, they told me when I, when I ordered this fucking thing that they're only going to charge me when, when it ships. So I go and check the little fucking apps. Like I've been doing all goddamn day. Still says processing. And not only that. But they took away the, the delivery date. Delivery date was 920. They took it away. It's not even on it's not on the website. It's not on the app. It just says processing with no date. So, <laughs> Sean, you got some explaining to do. All right. So that's my grievance. Uh listen, I, I'm I'm trapped in the ecosystem. I'm a fucking geek. I think it's infinitely cooler that there's a guy out there who doesn't give a shit that can afford 10 iphone 11s and he's rocking an iphone 6 or whatever that to me is infinitely cooler than someone like myself who is pre-ordering the goddamn phone five minutes after the goddamn pre-order opened i was checked out and ordered the phone at 805 on friday the pre-orders open at 8 a.m that to me is a fucking ocd dork who can't get over things that's me I think it's cooler guys rocking a six going, yeah, I mean, it works. I can, t- I can do all the things you can do. I mean, what, you got a better camera? Um, I'm not a photographer. You got better video? Nah, I don't really video. I can text, you know, all your screens better. Yeah, well, well my screen's okay. So I need help, guys, is, is what I'm trying to tell you. My phone's probably going to ring any second now. I probably should have timed this a little bit better. Um, but, you know. Is what it is. We're going to get to Copenhagen. We're going to get to the picks. I'm sorry. I had to get that off my chest. My wife's tired of hearing it. 
she's ready to fucking murder me because all I do is complain about it. And, uh, you know, I don't blame her. And it, honestly, I don't, I mean, it would probably be a big deal if I wasn't leaving for the entire week next week. I mean, I would definitely be like, well, what the fuck? You know, you told me 920, but it's infinitely bigger deal that I am leaving next week. And then like, it's going to come the day I leave. And again, I, you know, no one's here to do it. I don't really know my neighbors that well to be like, Hey, can you sign for this or whatever? And I know there's an option where you can be like, Oh, just leave it or put a note on the door and be like, Oh, just leave it. But you know, I live in a nice neighborhood. It's a cul-de-sac, but you know, I don't trust motherfuckers. There's people, you know, who I've seen steal iPhones. I mean, it, you know, everyone knows it's iPhone day, right? So they're going to be fucking snooping around houses. I've seen it. I've seen the ugly side of the biz. All right, let's get to Copenhagen. That was 12 minutes of nonsense. I apologize. Uh, I'm actually excited about this card. I told you I didn't I didn't do a podcast for the Mexico City card. That already happened. But in my world right now, it hasn't happened yet. Um, that happens tomorrow night. You know, I just, I don't know what I, I, I got up from the main event. I was going to do a video. Real life stuff happened for me. I couldn't do the video and edit in time. I apologize. So if you're listening to this going, hey, this fucking guy promised a little pick video of the main event on last podcast. I did. I broke my promise. I'm sorry. Um, I was going to shoot it, edit it. You know, it takes me a little bit to edit those because I'm not great at editing. Um, real life stuff happened. And then tomorrow, all I got to do is fucking pack for Disney. I got to go run out the FanDuel, cast that ticket um you know get shit together maybe call verizon and ask for sean's head there's a lot of things i gotta do tomorrow but um so i couldn't get that done i apologize um i was gonna send a tweet out i will take a picture of my little card thing that i fill out for the picks um let me look at it real quick here okay so i got two dogs i picked two dogs on it and a pick them fight i mean a pick them fights are you know they're 50 50 I'll take a picture of this and tweet that out tomorrow, and I'll be live tweeting tomorrow for the fights and, and whatnot. No money online for, for the fights. However, Copenhagen, Denmark, I'm actually excited about this card. I don't know why. Copenhagen, I you know, you, you hear a lot about Denmark, right? I mean, it's all about, oh, Iceland's great and Sweden's this. I hear something back. Is that that fucking motorcycle? I think it is. He's just sitting in his fucking driveway. This fucking guy. All right, well, sorry for the motorcycle noise in the background. If you hear it... um, my neighbor across the street is a, uh, you know, likes the vibrations on his butthole, I guess. I don't know. Fuck that guy. Um, yeah, so Cope, you, you don't hear a lot about Denmark, right? I, I had a whole funny bit about that, and that guy fucking ruined it. Fuck it. It's in Denmark. Hey, guys. Sorry, my joke's ruined. Um, yeah, so first fight of the night. We'll kick it right off. Nolan Hernandez, who's a minus, or excuse me, he's a plus 110 underdog, fighting Jack Shore. Actually, you know what? There is a fight on here, and I don't know if it's real. It's on Tapology, but there's not a number next to it. Not sure if it's happening or not. Again, this is like a week early. Um, it's Gigi Chikazzi versus Brandon Davis. I have no lines on this fight. Um, there's not even a number next to it. No know if it's happening. My pick's Brandon Davis. Okay? Real easy. Not going to break it down. Brandon Davis. All right. But according to Tapology, the number one fight of the night, Nolan Hernandez plus 110 versus Jack Shore, who's minus 140. For a lot about Jack Shore, this, I believe he's Welsh, right? <clears throat> yep, from Wales. Good submission guy, good fighter. Holds, uh, I believe he holds the same title Connor held before Connor uh, went to the UFC. Pretty well wound it. Hasn't, that sounded really well wound it. He, uh, his competition is pretty good because, you know, he beat Vaughn Lee, who's fighting the UFC. He's fought some tough guys. Coming from that organization, Cage Warriors. You're fighting tough guys, right? Um, he's he's a he's a Welshman. He's eleven and zero. He's fighting Nolan Hernandez. Um, I'm surprised Shore's not a heavier favorite. If, if I'm being honest with you, Nolan Hernandez is a very talented fighter. He's ten and three, good records. 
Um, wasn't blown away by his UFC debut. I believe I picked him against Marlon Vera as an upset. He lost where naked choke second round. He looked pretty tough in the beginning. It was like a kind of a last minute thing. Marlon Vera took the fight. Um, 10 and three young kid. Good, you know, good, uh, good everywhere or whatever. But obviously Marlon Vera's very talented fighter, but you know, got him to the ground, submitted him. Jack Shore. That's kind of a staying. He's a tough guy. Good striking. Better on the ground. Good submissions. He's only a minus 140 favorite. I love that fight. I'm picking Jack Shore. Um, that's a great fight. At minus 140, he's fairly cheap uh, for a guy that uh, has a lot of hype. Now, he could come in UFC jitters. He can get fucking smoked. Nolan Hernandez isn't a chump, right? He, he is a durable, tough dude. Didn't great have a great showing against Marlon Vera, but you know what? That's, you know, that was, I think that was his UFC debut. Did he fight in UFC before that? I thought that was his UFC debut, and yeah, it was. Okay, so he he lost a boxing match before that. So his UFC debut was Marlon Vera. That's tough. Marlon Vera is a top guy for, you know, at 135. Now he's getting another really highly touted prospect in Jack Shore. I love that name, too. Jack Shore, what a fucking just strong name. Uh, I like short, strong names. Um, Don Madge, strongest name in the game. But, um, yeah, Jack Shore all the way. I think, uh, I, you know, I, I, I think it's going to be interesting. I think this is a perfect fight for this kid. I think... Wales, Welsh, Welshman. There's another one, John Phillips. He's on the card. They don't really produce, in my opinion, like top, top talent. A lot of the fighters come from like Manchester or London or, 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 you know, one of those cities in England. And, um, yeah, so good for Jack Shore. Hopefully, uh, he shows up and shows up. Okay. Next fight of the night. Surprise is the second fight of the fight. Uh, second fight of the fight card. This is going to be a fucking banger. Mark, uh, uh, right? He's 13 and 3. He's a, a minus 105 underdog favorite. It's a pick and fight. I'd say he's a slight underdog. He's fighting Lando Venata, who is 10, 3, and 2. He's a minus 125. Um, Mark DeCasey is a guy that I've never been blown away with. He had some string of losses. Uh, his grappling is isn't that great. His stand-up is what he's known for, but his stand-up, his last fight didn't look all that good. He won a decision. Not re- I don't really trust his power. I think his hands are really good. I think his boxing good. He's got decent kicks. Doesn't move all that well. Gasses almost every single one of his fights. Lando Venata is a guy that comes at you with weird angles. He throws everything at you. Very hittable. I'm nervous about DeCasey, who does have fast hands, good straight punches. Could crack Lando with a punch and, and put him down. Lando does has a good chin, but he has been hurt before. Lando in his last fight looked good. Took the fight to the ground. Submitted the guy. He, he's working on everything. I think he's... Better on the ground than DeCasey. DeCasey has shown good takedown offense, but once he starts gassing, he just kind of gives up, takes down, plays guard, and then and then it's kind of over. He's been submitted a few times. Um, I, I think Lando's going to come out, strike a little bit, be a little elusive, throw some crazy stuff that he does, some weird spinning back kicks, some some jumping kicks, kind of throw DeCasey off. DeCasey's a little wild as well. He's got some tricks in the bag. He throws some uh, some some kicks as well. He does have power. Lando has power, but I'm not blown away by either guy's ability to knock either guy out right they both have power they both can drop guys they both have knockouts on the record i would consider them both strikers especially to casey but lando's kind of rounding his game out a little bit better now i like the submission win his last fight i like that he kind of moved camps got away from his striking coach he's getting new looks i'm picking lando venata again at minus 125 that's kind of a steal um i can see some people putting money into casey because of the power aspect because lando is hittable to casey Hasn't fought like a pure, pure striker uh, since Joe Duffy, and I believe he won just a, a decision on that. So, um, you know, I used to be really high in Lando when he when he fought Tony Ferguson on that short notice. He lost, but he looked so good in that loss. And Tony, we all know how fucking big of a beast Tony is, and you know, and uh, that was that was really impressive. And so I've been on uh, 
I've been on a Lando kick since that, but you know, he's kind of fallen off a little bit. He's, he's had some ugly wins and he's got two draws. God, this might be his third draw. This is a fairly even fight. I can see why the lines are where they are. I just love Lando Venata at minus 125. All right, next up, Sahar Badahazari versus Ishmael Nardin. Sahara is a plus 135 underdog. Ishmael is a minus 165 favorite. Um, I don't know much about Ismail Mardiv, if I'm being honest with you. He comes from Austria. Uh, he's fighting under Russia. He lost his UFC day. Oh, excuse me. No, he beat Michael Bezaris in a deb- uh, his debut, which was like a grappling fest, right? Um, he has a lot of, he's got a lot of wins by some nice stuff here though. And then, uh, chance ring counter fucking nailed his name. Can never pronounce that guy's name. Uh, he lost a decision to him and chance is beating fucking everybody. So hard's coming off a pretty ugly loss back in December to Curtis Millinder. He got picked apart. So hard's known for his big power. He's really slow, um, decent on the ground, but can get taken down on the ground. Um, you know, is short stout for that division, Kind of does the same thing every fight. Walks forward, stalks you, throws his big shots. He has a chin from fucking hell. He's takes some huge shots from Millinder. He's taken some big shots before. I, you know, I don't know much about Ismail, if I'm being honest with you. I, I probably have seen him fight, but he doesn't, like, rem- I don't remember him. He fought Michael Bezeras and Chainsaw Encounter, but I'm assuming both prelims, and I just, for whatever reason, I don't remember it. It's probably not a good sign if I don't remember those fights. Uh, Sahara Bahazara, I remember him. He's been around for a long time. Not really sure who he's training with at this point. Um, really disappointed in his Curtis Millinder fight. He looked off. He did hurt Millinder with some punches. He's so tough and so durable, though. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the underdog here. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Sahar. He's a plus 135. I think that's a good number next to his name. Ishmael's one-on-one in the UFC. Sahar's had five or six fights in the UFC. I know they all haven't gone his way, but you can't you can't doubt the 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 power aspect, right? I mean, Ishmael's probably gonna want to mix this up. So Hara might want to mix it up too. I mean, I'm sure he's working on his takedowns, and he I, he might even try to take down Millinder. I just remember him getting fucking pieced up in that fight. Uh, I like Sahara at the underdog though. I think this is a good underdog play. Uh, you, I mean, Ishmael again, plight, uh, price not crazy high, minus one sixty five. If you know him better than I do, maybe you're gonna put a lot of money on him. I just I'm not super familiar with him. Uh, looking at his record, you know, he's one one in the UFC against two solid guys. It's not like he's had an easy road in the UFC. Um, so, I mean, it could be smart money. But, yeah, I mean, plus 135 with Sahara with the with the power and the uh, just being a veteran. I like it. All right, next up, you got Mark O. Matson. I love I love his name's Marco. I'm sure it's I mean, his middle name's, you know, like Ostafine or something. But Marco Matson, boy from Denmark. Denmark, y'all. He's 8-0. He is a minus 400 favorite. He is fighting Danilo Bellardio, 12-4. He is a plus 300 underdog. Marco Matson is a guy from Denmark. He is a grappling champion, wrestling champion. He's fucking, his um, topology pitcher scares me. Uh, he's got an odd-looking face. Danilo uh, is a guy from Italy. He's coming over, primarily striker, basically getting force-fed to this fucking behemoth of a Denmark guy they need. A fighter from Denmark. I mean, Martin Campman, you know, he's he's done. He's he's hanging him up. They need they need some Denmark talent. Marco Matson, I've heard a little bit about him before. I've seen some highlights of him wrestling and grappling, and he seems like a big, powerful, strong dude. He's got some nice wins on his record. Danello, I do not know anything about him. Coming from Italy, generally a lot of fighters from Italy are just primary stand-up. There's not a lot of ground game over there. Not heavily grappling based. Um but I mean, this is easy. You're gonna go Marco Matson. Obviously, 
Don't bet this fight. I mean, I would never encourage anyone to bet a minus 400 favorite um, unless it was Khabib or John Jones or someone like that. But minus 400 is pretty steep for a guy making his UFC debut. I know he's got a lot of hype. He's got the country behind him. He has a style to beat uh, Danilo. And hopefully he looks good because I would love to see a star coming out of Denmark. This guy looks scary as shit. Uh, so, I mean, we, we can we need those fighters in UFC. So, yeah, Marco Madsen, big time. At a minus four hundred, that's uh, that's that, that's a, that's a no brainer. All right, next up, Alex Cowboy Oliveira, twenty seven and one, or excuse me, he's twenty seven and one. He's not tw- he's twenty wins, seven losses, one draw. He's not twenty seven wins. He doesn't have one loss. Excuse me, that that would would have drive me crazy. He's a minus one eighty five favorite versus fighting Nicholas Dobby, who's seventeen three and one. He is a plus one fifty favorite. This fight and the main event are the only fights. <clears throat> excuse me, what the hell did happen there? <clears throat> Someone just fucking lung darted at me. I don't know what happened. Um, this fight in the main event are the only fights I don't have written down. I I, I generally don't know who's going to win these fights. Um, I love Nicholas Darby. I thought uh, I thought he shouldn't have got cut from the UFC. He's went out and won. He had a war with Darren Till. He's lost a couple outside the UFC. He has an impressive record. He has a really tough style. He's goes it. I mean, he grinds on you, right? I mean, he has some knockout wins. He's coming off three straight wins before that, three straight losses, all by decision. He has a draw with Darren Till. Before that, uh, he beat Eliza Zeki by decision, split decision, lost to Zach Cummings by decision, lost to Peter Sabata by decision, lost to uh, Carlo Petasoli by split, went outside the UFC, got a technical knockout, a punches and punches knockout, uh, no contest versus Roy Hudson. And then now he's fighting Cowboy. I love the, uh, there's a video online of his manager, Telling him he got signed to the UFC. I believe he started crying again. He wants this, guys. He wants this. He is a durable, tough guy who's a really hard out, right? His style is grinding and grimy. And, you know, he's a, he's a thick kid. He doesn't have the most explosive knockout power, even though he does have some knockouts on his record. I wouldn't really think he's going to knock out Cowboy Oliveira. He wants to, you know, he wants to grind on you, get this fight to the ground, put you against the cage. He's going to have a good game plan against Oliveira. Cowboy Lavera is a guy I'm I criminally underrate constantly. I I never pick him to win. He lost to Mike Perry's last time out. A lot of people thought he might have won that. Um, Gunnar Nelson just fucking destroyed him with an elbow. Um, he was doing pretty good in that fight. Before that, he had a Carlos Conda guillotine choke win. Carla Petasoli. Uh, he lost to Yancy Medeiros. I mean, he's been in some fucking wars. This dude is gonna throw down. He's super powerful. He's super strong too. Like. People think you're going to get a hold of him and take him down because he's a 55 or no. Like, he's a strong, durable guy. He does slow down a little bit. He does get tired in there. He always has. Um, Darby will get a little tired, but he's going to keep fucking coming forward. This is going to be a razor close fight. Um, skill for skill, Cowboy is a better skilled fighter, right? He has the better technical striking. I think he has probably better power on the feet. Definitely better submission skills. He's a killer off his back. He's a killer on top. Um, I think his takedown offense is good when he's not tired. Um, his takedowns himself are good. Dolby's a guy that comes forward and comes forward and comes forward. He's like relenting. Um, it's like it's like you know just. That's, I'm not going to compare it to Khabib, but it's similar to that. Like that's what he did with Darren Till. Darren Till dropped him in their fight, and he just kept coming fucking back. Um, man, I have not filled this fight out yet. I'm, I'm kind of breaking it down with you guys. <sighs> The one thing that keeps coming back in my head, not comparing Dolby to Gunnar Nelson, but Gunnar Nelson wore Cowboy out, took him down the second round, just landed elbows. 
I think Dolby can wear a cowboy out, right? I think Cowboy's going to have a good first round. I don't think he's going to put Darby out in the first round with a punch or a submission. I think he's going to have a really good first round. I think he's going to slow down, and I think Darby's going to take the second half of the second round and all of the third round. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking go Darby here. I'm going to go fucking underdog. Let's do it. I got a lot of underdogs in this card already. Um, I like the kid. I like Darby. I don't think he should have got cut. I know you have three straight losses in a row. Those three, three straight losses weren't against the top competition either. I can understand the cut. He went out, got three finishes. Now he's back. Impressive record. Impressive kid. Tough debut against Cowboy Oliveira. But I'm going Darby. I'm going on. I mean, a little cash there, baby. A little underdog play there. I love it. I love that. I love that fight. Okay. Next up, you got uh, Alessio Dutikio versus Mahmed Muradov. Mahmed Muradov, I think, is the first guy from Uzbekistan who was signed to the UFC. I believe I saw that on Twitter. He's 22 and 6. Um, excuse me. Let me uh, let me look at the lines. Okay. Dutikio is minus 150 favorite. Uh, Mahmed is, um, or Mohammed, what's his name? Mahmud? Mahmud? Mahmud is a plus 120 underdog. Impressive kid. I've seen some tape on this kid. Um, he's got wins everywhere. He's got wins from punches, elbows, KOs. He'll take you down. He's got some decision wins. Um, Wendell Oliveira, who fought in the UFC, he knocked him out in his last fight back in July. Uh, I mean, he doesn't have the biggest wins on his record, but I mean, he's got some decent, decent sized wins here. His, uh, you know, he's got some losses by Dr. Stoppage and whatnot earlier in his career. A lot of these, you know, were super 2012 type stuff. So he's obviously matured as a fighter. Alessio Chichikio lost his last fight. Uh, I believe everyone thought he won. Uh, it was against Kevin Holland. Uh, I remember he was very upset. Chichikio doesn't move it for me. Chichikio, I like saying his name, but I, he's just not. He's just not my kind of guy. Good striking, uh, good on the ground, powerful guy, big. Um, is going to wear you out against that cage, right? He's going to take you down. He's going to win by points. He's not going to try to finish you. Decent boxing, decent power, but, you know, he, he's going to get a decision, right? He, he lives for the decision. Mahmoud, you know, I don't know if he plays all that well into that. Everything's telling me to pick Tachikio in this, but I don't like him, so I'm going with the underdog. I'm going Mahmoud, Murdoff, uh, making his debut, representing his country, the only Uzbekistan guy fighting in the UFC. Uh, that's a lot of shoes to fill right there, right? He's got some decent wins. He's got some power. I think the it's a bad matchup for him. I think Tachikio is a bad matchup for a lot of people at middle, middleweight. He's a big guy. He's a strong guy. Um, but I hopefully Mahmoud just fucking goes out there and wrecks house. That's what I'm hoping for. He's a plus 120 underdog. That's back-to-back underdogs. Let's get paid, boys. But if I'm being completely honest with you, of all the underdogs I picked, which have been two, I'm not super confident in that one. Right, that one I, I'm kinda let my biasy towards Chichikio make that decision. The Chichikio at a minus one fifty isn't isn't a horrible line. I like that line. I think the the bookmakers made that line right. Um, but I like Mahmud because the Chichikio. I don't like his style. I just like his name. All right, next up you got Macy uh, Chichazian versus Lena Landsberg. Ch- uh, I always pronounce her name wrong. Chichazian, Chichazian, Macy. She's a minus four hundred favorite. Landsberg's a plus three hundred. Lena Landsberg. Um, I hit on her as an underdog on a betting a couple months ago. She was a plus two hundred something favorite. It was like the last woman fight I won gambling. Yeah, she beat Tanya Evinger. I thought she was going to beat her, beat her by decision. Lena Landsberg, Swede. Macy is. I don't know why she's fighting at one thirty five. She should be at one forty five. I think there's more of a future for at 145 she's a beast uh minus 400 obviously my advice is the same i would stay away from this at all costs it's a female fight it's a woman fight 
Lena Lansbury's been around for a while. She is talented. Macy is the up-and-comer, ultimate fighter winner. Big, strong, good everywhere. I love Macy in this fight. I think she's going to win. I would have no problem put, <clears throat> putting, again, lung dart. Someone got me. Putting $400 down to win 100 bucks. I have no problem doing that. I just wouldn't advise you guys to do that. I, I, I think that's too steep of a price, even for her. Um, yeah, so I would avoid betting that fight. But if you're a fucking degenerate gambler, like, I need to bet every single one of these fights. Um, Macy Chachazian. Ch Ch I got to learn how to say her fucking name. She wins. Uh, next up, really excited for this fight. Ayan Kutalaba, who's 15-4. and four. He's a minus 105 uh, favorite right now. He's fighting Khalil Roundtree, who's 8-3. and three. He's a minus 125 underdog or no he's the favorite uh, kutalaba is the underdog excuse me um pick em fight very very even um i was so impressed i'm a fan of clear round tree right i've reached out to him several times tried to get him on a podcast he did not come on uh he broke my heart but i saw him fight in Atlanta against eric anders and his muay thai looked fucking sharp when johnny walker knocked him out he was he was like fuck this went to thailand for months i think he's still going back and he's fucking looking great. Ian Kutalopa, intense fucking dude. He went out against uh, Glover Texera's last time out and fucking tried to kill Glover. Glover withstood it and submitted him. Um, this is going to obviously be played on the feet. I think Kutalopa will probably take this fight to the ground at some point. Uh, Khalil Roundtree just looks so fast and so good. The in-and-out movements, the leg kicks, the body kicks that he's hit Anders with. Kutalopa is, isn't as slow and as stiff as Anders. He moves a little bit better. But he is still pretty big, and he, and he kind of wing shots. He is very powerful. He could easily knock out Clear Roundtree. I love Clear Roundtree, though. I think he has some more skills. I think his kicks are better. I think his hands are better. I'm worried about him maybe taking a shot um, against Kutuloba, who hits like a truck. Uh, if the fight goes to the ground, I'm a little worried about Kutuloba either. Another knock on Clear Roundtree is, is his cardio has always been an issue. It did not look like an issue against Eric Anders. Hopefully, it's not an issue in this fight because I feel like this fight's going to go a little bit both tough, durable dudes. Um, but I see Color Roundtree just kicking those legs, kicking that body, moving, setting up headshots, setting up head kicks. I think we're going to see, a, hopefully we see a better version than what we saw in Atlanta against Anders. Because I'm telling you, those kicks in that arena were fucking like baseball bats. They were cracking. Uh, my wifey was even like, ooh, what was that? And I'm like, Some dude just got kicked in his fucking stomach. That's what that was. All right, next up, you got Alan uh, Amakadosi, who is eight and one, he's a minus one thirty favorite versus John Phillips. He's twenty one and nine. The Welchman, the guy who got in trouble for uh, fighting because he's in the army or something. Um, I'm not impressed with this guy, John Phillips. I'm sorry, I'm not. Um, his last time out, he who did he fight? He fought. Uh, he, no, okay, Jack Marshman was the guy. Yeah, Jack Marshman was the guy that got in trouble by the military. He fought Jack Marshman last time out, and it was supposed to be. These two Welsh former bare knuckle boxers going at it. They put it on the fucking main card. They hyped it up. They did absolutely fucking nothing. They danced around the whole time. John Phillips didn't engage. Jack Marshman won a split decision. But literally the judges just flopped the coin because neither of them fucking did anything. It was either immense amount of respect or they both were terrified of each other. John Phillips is a guy who can crack, right? I think he trained out or used to train out of CBG. I'm not really sure that situation anymore. He's lost three in a row. He's been submitted twice, and then he lost that split decision. He's fighting Alan Makadowski, who I believe is making his UFC debut. Am I wrong about that? I am wrong. Um, he lost Chris Ojaco by decision. So he took Chris Ojaco by decision in Atlanta. That's not too bad. Um, all his other wins are by KO and punches. So they're obviously 
hoping for a stand-up war. Hopefully, John Phillips gives it to him. I'm going to take the favor. I'm going to take Allen with with one L, one E. I'm going to take Allen uh, in this at minus one thirty. I think that's a good price. I'm just not high on John Phillips. I mean, plus one hundred. I mean, sure, there's there's upside because we don't know much about this Allen guy. He lost to Jocko. Good striking. John Phillips probably going to clinch a lot. If I'm being honest with you, he's probably not going to want to strike. He's going to clinch and try to eke out something. Um, but yeah, Alan Arkadowski, Amakadowski, uh, for the win for sure. All right. Next up, you got, uh, Ovin St. Pru, OSP 23 and 13 is a plus 200 underdog. He's fighting Michael. Oh boy. This could be a good one. Uh, Ola Jusic, Ola Jusic. Uh, that's not it, but that's what I'm going to go with. Michelle Ola Jusic. I believe they pronounce him Michelle. I don't know. Anyway, this guy's been knocking everybody out, right? He's a minus 260 favorite. He's 14 and two body shots, head shots. He hurt John Volante with a body shot. He's been knocking dudes out. 14 and 2. Very, very minus 260 is pretty high against OSP, who I'll admit hasn't looked good in his last couple fights, but I feel like he's a good benchmark. I feel like he could win. Okay, so uh, I, I'm not even going to pronounce. And Tuguloff, who knocked out last time round one, knocked out John Volante in round one, has a uh, no contest unanimous decision. I guess someone got popped against Khalil Roundtree. Um, this guy's a knockout artist, right? He's big, powerful. OSP has been knocked out before, he's been caught. Um, his last time out, he, he lost to Keita Carlisle by rear naked choke. For that, he lost to Dominic Reyes by decision. He did get Tyson Pedro. And uh, yeah, so he has some good wins. I mean, he's got a win over Corey Anderson. OSP can get it done. It, I think it's how focused is OSP. He's traveling to Denmark, which again, isn't a huge flight, but he's traveling to Denmark. I don't know if he's mixed anything up. I believe he's still training in Tennessee with a smaller camp. He did not good against look good against Nikita Karloff. He gassed. He got submitted. If OSP, though, can withstand that first-round barrage over against Michelle Michael, I think he looks good in this fight. I think he can get this fight to the ground. I think he's the bigger man. I think he's a stronger guy. I think he just needs to be patient. Everything's telling my body to, to bet Michael, to bet, to fucking pick him. He's going to win by knockout. OSP has been knocked out before. Hasn't looked really interested in fighting as of late. I'm going to go OSP as an underdog, though. I like him. I like his big body. I think if he gets the fight to the ground and he wears on this guy a little bit, we haven't seen enough of this guy a lot. You know, we haven't seen enough. He's only fought stand-up guys. We haven't seen enough of him. I think OSP drags him in deep water. He has some tricky submissions. He has some straight arm locks and Kimuras and that, that, that OSP choke or whatever he does. So plus 200, sign me up, boys. Sign me up. All right, come in event, main event time. Gunnar Nelson, 17 and 4 and 1. He is a plus 100 underdog fighting Gilbert Burns, who is 16 and 3. He's a minus 130 favorite. Gilbert Burns uh, jumped up from 155 to 170. Looked great his last time out. Took this fight on short notice. Tiago Adas was supposed to have this fight. Gunnar Nelson, you know, star in Europe, keeping him in Europe. I understand it. This is a really tough matchup for him, for both guys, in my opinion. Uh, Gunnar Nelson. Has some tricky stand-up, right? He he does have some tricky stand-up. He's good on the ground, but every time he fights a guy who's elite on the ground, like a Gilbert Burns or a Damian Maia, he gets a little... We can see how good his jiu-jitsu really is, right? He's really good on top, but he's not good on, a, on his back. Gilbert Burns has gassed in the past. Um, fighting at 170, he takes fight on short notices now because he doesn't have to cut so much weight. You know, I think he was just in someone's corner. He's traveling a lot. I don't love the cardio aspect, right? Gilbert Burns looked great in his 170 debut. I think I bet it against him, maybe. Did I? Did I bet against him? Was I an idiot that did that? Uh, yeah, I did. I picked Alexei uh, Kuchenko, but Gilbert Burns won by, uh, you know, so he looked good against a striker. 
This is a tough matchup, right? Um, I'm going with Gunner because Gunner's the underdog. I think Gunner has surprising power in the feet. He's got that weird stance. Gilbert Burns is really wild, right? He comes in a straight line. I think I think Gunner could catch him. Gilbert Burns can catch Gunner as well. I mean, get the fight to the ground. Um, I don't think it's going to be a stalemate on the ground. I think Gilbert Burns is going to be better on the ground. I think if I was Gunner's corner, with the opponent changed, he was going to want to take Alves down. I don't know if you were going to want to take Gilbert Burns down. I think you're going to want to pot shot him like you do. I think you have good kicks. I think you have a good straight right hand. Gilbert Burns is generally pretty aggressive. Um, decent chin on him, but he is hittable. Um, I like I like Gunner at plus 100. I like, the, I like the comeback on that. I like the money on that. I'm going to go with Gunner Nelson. All right, main event time. This fucking fight has me in a pretzel. I, for some reason, I'm very excited and very intrigued by both these guys. You got Jack Hermanson, who's number six in the world. He is 230, minus 230 favorite. He's 20 and four. Jared Cannonier, who's number eight in the world at middleweight, is 12 and four. He's a plus 190 underdog. Cannonier has one of the best bodies I've ever seen. Like this guy fought a heavyweight, fought at 205. Now he's at 85 and he's jacked, ripped up. Fucking, he was a chubster at 205. He was a chubby guy at heavyweight. Dude's from Alaska. Training in Arizona, moved his whole family to Arizona, is getting in that work. He looks fantastic. And that little fucking pose he does with his hand on his chest. If I was on video, you'd see it with his hand on his chest and his hand out. Scares me. I don't know what that is. It's fucking terrifying. Guy's got huge hands, too. If you ever look at this guy's hands, it's huge. I think his nickname's The Gorilla. I I think so. I don't want to. I mean, I should click on him before I get... Uh, you know, okay, kill a gorilla. Thank God. Okay, because if I if I just call Jared Kinnear a gorilla and his nickname wasn't the gorilla, that's I'm I'm canceled, right? Um, kill a gorilla, Jared Kinnear. I love him at 85, right? I thought he looked good against Anderson. I mean, he made Anderson quit. I hate saying it. I'm gonna say it. Anderson took a leg kick. Everyone thought he blew his leg out. Everyone's like, oh fuck, his knee's gone. Is no. They went to the doctor. They went to the hospital. I'm like, no, it's fine. I mean, it's gonna hurt. It's a bruise, but he didn't tear anything. The reports we got back. So that was just a kick that fucking Anderson didn't want to deal with. Uh, Cannoneers look really good. He's been stopped before, though, but that was at bigger weights. You know, he's been he's been knocked out, but Dominic Reyes, uh, he's got a loss to Jan Blahovich. Glover Teixeira got him at 205. Sean Jordan TKO'd him at heavyweight. Um, you know, durable, tough dude. Hasn't lost at 185 yet. Was a huge underdog against David Branch. Knocked him out. Uh, I think he was a favorite over... Anderson Silva took a leg kick, done. Um, there's not a huge sample size of Jared Cannonier at middleweight, but I like what I see. I like what I see physically. I like what I see in the cage. He's a killer. He's a little wild, um, but he's strong. I think he's kind of good everywhere. He's not great off his back, but I think he can take you down. I think he can strike with you. Jack Hermanson, another guy that I have not gotten behind. I've been criminally underrated in this guy. Um, I picked Jock Ray to beat him. I picked Dave Branch to beat him. Um, I'm probably I, did, I don't think I picked Jared Marshall to beat him, but maybe I did. Uh, and then he and he beat Talos Latis. All finishes. Excuse me, no. Uh, Jock Ray was a decision. His last loss, uh, loss was Diego Santos by knockout in round one with like a second to go. He has another arm triangle loss to Cesar Ferrara. Um, but other than that, this guy's fought a lot of really good guys and has a lot of good finishes. Got a great guillotine choke. My, for my money, has the best ground and pound. Him on top of you is terrifying. I have to imagine with Jared Kentonier being in Arizona, being at the lab, they have worked Kentonier getting up. Kentonier's not going to be a killer off his back, right? He may be the killer gorilla, but he ain't going to be a killer off his back. He's, he needs to get up. 
That's easier said than done. Jack Hermanson's super active on top. He pounds away. He's got big punches. He's heavy-handed on top. Was primarily a, a striker. Now he's he's really rounded out his game. I'm really curious of what his game plan is against Cantonier because Cantonier can crack. This is a tough fight to pick, right? I, I All week I thought I was going to take Jared Cantonier. The more I think about it, the more I think Jack Hermanson has better skills. Cantonier is a guy who I think has a real shot at 185. I think he's a guy that a lot of people are going to criminal on their look because he has some losses at heavyweight, some losses at 205, but he's looked good at 85. Even if he loses this fight, I'm still going to be um, you know, thinking Cantonier can win any fight that he's in, right? Um, Jack Hermanson, another guy, you know, I've seen him been knocked out before. I've seen him get submitted before, so I never fully got behind him, but the guy's the real deal. He's got great striking. He beat Jack Ray's last time out and he looked great doing it. He's got a different motor as well. This is five rounds. We haven't seen Cantonier go five rounds. Jack Hermanson can go. He's got great cardio. He took Jack Ray down, avoided all submissions. I think he's going to take Cantonier down. I'm going to go Jack Hermanson in this fight. I want to, I wanted to pick the, the 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 underdog for you guys. I really love Cantonier. I'm going to encourage people to bet Cantonier. I just think Hermanson right now is the hotter fighter. I, I think this is a perfect matchup for when it is. Two guys at 185 that we really need to know who's a contender, who's a pretender, who's going to fucking take that next step. I think both guys can take the next step. But in this fight, Hermanson's going to get it done. I like Jack Hermanson in this fight. Okay, so that's the, that's the card. Um, I'm going to miss most of it. I'll be on a plane Saturday morning, but I think the main card starts at 2. Hopefully, I'll be home by then, and uh, I can watch the main card because it's it, – I mean, I'm definitely going to see the main event, which is exciting. But, um, yeah, so I'm going to give you locks in the night, right? Locks in the night. Underdog lock in the night. I am ridiculously confident in Nicholas Darby. That, you know, that's a, that's a 50-50 fight. Nothing's ever, I mean, the reason he's an underdog because it's not easy to predict, but I think he just has that dog in him. I think he's going to fucking really purse the pace and really wear out Alex Oliveira. I like him uh, as an underdog. And my lock, lock of the night, my favorite lock of the night, my absolutely have to bet him lock of the night is going to be, man, Jack Shore. I mean, Jack Shore minus 140 could be Lando Venata too. First fight of the night, minus 140 against a highly prospect like that. I think the line's going to go up again. I'm doing this a week early. Not really sure what the line is. Um, but yeah, I like Jack Shore as a lock for sure. Um, I would, I would, I'm going to put money on that fight myself. Um, I got to get my bets in. Hopefully, hopefully they'll have them up. I know mean, it's a week early, but you know, I'm not going to be home to put my bets in. Got to go down there and put my bets. Okay, I'm talking to myself now. All right, so that's it. That's the show. I'm going to be in Disney World all next week. I love you guys. Uh, tweet at me. Let me know. I'll be I'll be live tweeting tomorrow um, for the Mexico card. Um, main event should be electric. And then early Sunday morning, we're going to Orlando. So going on next week, uh, you won't know that because you're listening to this on Friday. So we'll be like, what is the guy talking about? I'm mixing up my dates. I'm, I'm doing future stuff when this is already future. Whatever. I'm tired. I got to get out of here. I love you guys. You want to take it from the top? Yeah, let's try it. Okay. He will rock you. He will roll you. Baby, don't you know? My he will move your soul. Tomorrow
Nick, you want to lay down? We rolling on the rehearsal?